this is Bevan. I am recording this podcast live in the woods. I didn't even, I didn't bring my notes. I just got the spirit to record this episode outside. I have not published an episode in a little while. I don't even know how long it's been, um, but I want to be totally transparent with you because part of the reason I even have a podcast is just to connect heart to heart. Um, and I had kind of a mental health, I won't, I don't want to call it a breakdown, but I will call it a mental health moment. <laughs> A bog of stench moment, if you will. Um, I have a few indicators for me, like light indicators that go off on my dashboard of like, how am I doing? And um, I was having some really, really difficult thoughts. Um, And by difficult thoughts, I mean suicidal thoughts, like suicidal ideation, um, even going so far as kind of making a plan. Uh, I rarely get to that point lately, um, but it's something I've dealt with hundreds of times in my life. So it's almost like an old friend, like... Hello, Mr. Heartache. I've been <laughs> expecting you, right? Like, come in, wear your welcome out the way you always do. I'm definitely quoting the chicks, and I, you know, a 40 something year old woman. Uh, we also love Cheryl Crow. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I, uh, and I say this like with a jolly sort of spirit because my jolly spirit has returned, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, I don't really know how it happened. Uh, usually I have a pretty clear, like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. A lot of times when I get to that place, it's because I'm focusing more on results than I am focusing on just presence and being present. And, uh, when the, I'm really grateful I do like new moon, full moon, uh, ritual work for myself and check-ins because it really helps me understand like what's happening with the planets and what's happening with my heart and my spirit. Um, cause I noticed on it was the Virgo new moon um, and the Pisces full moon that were kind of like big moments for me and really difficult to walk through. Um, and I have a Virgo rising, so I'm very affected by Virgo. Virgo is a very critical sign, like really, really self-critical, especially. You can be critical of other people because like Virgo is the sign of like perfectionism and like getting things done and being really organized. And as a rising sign, it's also my North node, which is your life path in this life. You're like, you come in with the mastery of your South node, which mine is Pisces. Um, and so Pisces is like imagination, dreaming, victimhood. Like you can, a Pisces, I can break my own heart in five seconds. I can really think of like just the wrong stuff and start crying and get into victim mode. It's so easy for me. And it was a pattern that showed up in a lot of my early relationships um, of just playing the victim, victim or hero, right? That's, that's kind of some Pisces stuff. But Virgo is like not imagination. Virgo, Virgo is the practical, earthy, like manifestation of the imagination of Pisces. So in my life, one of my great things that I'm going to be doing is taking the things from my great imagination. I have such an active, beautiful dream life. I am a really big dreamer. In fact, one of my, my first long-term partner, um, I refer to them as Seth, I think in all of my, they don't want me to use their name, their real name. Um, but Seth told me, uh, not long ago, we were chatting on zoom. Um, they live on the East coast and, uh, they were saying you were always such a dreamer when they were reflecting on breaking up with me. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I am always such a dreamer. I'm still a big dreamer. Um, and something that I really like popped into and ran up against is something I've been using actually as a coping strategy for the last three years, um, is dreaming and like really being in the vision and the belief of my future. 
And as someone who has intentionally developed her psychic abilities, like there are things that I feel are like on the doorstep for me that still haven't come true. Um, including like a partnership. Like I haven't dated actually since my ex partner and I broke up and it has been, it's like, we're wrapping into four years of since like, um, cause you know how you, you don't like break up, um, out of nowhere. Like we had like a sort of come to Jesus moment in our relationship in October of 2019, 2018, um, canceled our wedding, postponed the wedding. Cause we wanted to like really work on this stuff. And then it turned out she didn't want to work on it. She wanted to break up with me. Um, and that's all good because it turns out we weren't meant to be together and that's okay. Right. Like in the more, um, like our vibrations are just really different now. Um, and I really grew a lot in that relationship and she chose not to grow. She was really wrapped up in anxiety and fear and the right person for me will always choose curiosity over fear because that's what I choose. And that's how I continue to grow is just leaning into curiosity. And that is something I really had to do while I was dealing with these suicidal thoughts. And if you've never dealt with mental health issues, like bless you, I'm so happy for you. I'm sure you have your own stuff that you work with. Um, but for me, it's like the intrusiveness of thoughts. And when thoughts feel so out of control, like you can't control that first thought, but you can control your second, third and subsequent thought. And the more meditation practice I get under my belt. And as a Virgo rising man, practice is such a, an area of growth for me because perfection is really what I'm aiming for. You know, that's what I think I should do. Um, I also was raised to believe that if I um, was an overachiever and I achieved, I would be safe. And that is simply not true. Um, and I really focused on the things I was talented at, but not the things that were meaningful to me, if that makes sense. Um, I was very talented at academics. And so I really leaned into just, I mean, I, I went all, I was a lawyer by the time I was 24 years old. I didn't do that out of like joy for the law. I did that because I felt like I needed to prove my love and worthiness. And now I know that my worthiness is inherent and I don't have anything to prove. And I'm really just here to figure out what my gifts are and to vibrate as high as I can so that I can serve from my spirit and connect to other people and help them learn lessons and maybe get places faster than I got. Um, it took me, it's taken me a lot of years to really like work with my mental health and like understand like when these thoughts come up, what do I need to do? So when the lights of the warning lights are going off on my dashboard, I have a lot of things I do. Um, I, I blogged about this pretty extensively at queerfatfem.com. You can go find it. Um, and, or if you're like just thinking about it and you're like, I need tips to get out, out of suicide. I have an impulse control one, like the things I actually do to just stop the impulse. Cause the impulse I've noticed, I've had dozens of friends choose to end their lives via suicide. And, um, something I noticed is like a lot of times it's an impulse thing. Um, it's rarely a sober decision that people make. Um, and so I just want to point that out too. I learned that, um, from someone who pointed that out about another friend's suicide where she was drunk, right? Like just pointing out, it's not usually a sober decision when the impulse happens. Um, sometimes it is, but, um, I just have a lot of things that I do. Um, so I have a list of those on that website, on that, that blog. And it's been a big calling for me to be writing more in my blog. So Bolo, be on the lookout for more stuff. But, um, I also did, uh, my protocol for what I do when I'm in the bog of stench, which is, uh, from the labyrinth. Uh, it's my comfort watch. It's on Netflix right now. If you want to rewatch it, or if you haven't watched it yet, Oh my God, what a treat you have in store for you. The labyrinth is such a good movie. Jim Henson directed it. It's full of Muppet goblins and David Bowie as the goblin King floating around with some crystal balls. Ah, dream boat. Okay. Um, also dream outfits like, uh, anyway, 
So I'm in the bog of stench and one of the top things on my list of things to do when I'm in the bog of stench is what can I release that does not need to be handled by me right now? Like what responsibilities can I let go of? Um, I didn't stop teaching my aerobics class because that to me is my sacred responsibility. I can be at my lowest low and show up on the dance floor and serve everything I got. I might not serve my very best class ever, but I can serve you solid aerobics because this is something that is just so through me. It is such a gift that comes through me. Um, but I didn't feel like doing the podcast. The podcast is a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of energy to like reach out to friends, figure out like, you know, like curate and all of that kind of stuff. And I want to serve my best, um, on this podcast because you spend time with me, you know, like your attention is your most valuable asset. And if you are just giving it to robots and algorithms, like please take your power back and intentionally go spend time with people who you admire, who have a life that you want or a perspective that you want. Um, the people you spend the most time with, the five people you spend the most time with, this is scientifically proven, um, influence you. And that's who you become in the next five years, two to five years is who you're going to become is the five people you spend the most time with and the books you're reading. So that's where you really take control of things. Right. Um, so I also have books that I read that are part of my, like getting out of the bog of stench. Um, and I have all of that on the website so you can go and find it. And what is it really interesting, I'm really glad I spent the time to like blog about that experience as I was getting out of it, just to number one, find a purpose to my pain. That's one of the most important things I ever do. Uh, but number two, uh, I noticed because I did a podcast, I think it's podcast episode 70, which is, um, it's called You Must Believe in Spring. It's my favorite thing to chant during seasonal depression times. Um, and uh, there was a lot of things that I had actually learned about suicidal thoughts um, that had come since I had recorded that podcast. And I'm like, how interesting that like in a year, a little more than a year, I've really like learned a lot um, and developed a lot and grown a lot in this area. Um, it's so interesting, too, because like I really used to believe that like once I lost weight, I was going to feel better and be better in my life and have better outcomes. Um, I believed that in um, my teenage years. I remember every time I would like have a trip planned to go visit my beloved grandmother. Ugh, rest in power, Anise. I love you so much, grandmother. Um, that's what we called her grandmother. That was her preferred name. Um, and grandmother was very fat phobic, but she learned like, as I grew in my body positivity and grew out of the belief that my body was inherently bad because it's fat. I use fat as a neutral term to simply be adipose tissue on a body, just like people can be tall and short and it has nothing to do with their value. People can be fat and thin. It has nothing to do with their value. It is simply an idea that was planted in you by white supremacy. It's true. Um, that fat is bad or wrong. Um, there's lots of ways and reasons people are fat. Um, it can be hormonal changes. It can be a side effect of disease or medication. Um, it can be, uh, because of benign genetic diversity. My body looks like the body of pretty much every woman in my family, unless she's starving herself. Um, anyway, on both sides. So, uh, all that to say, like I have just kind of, oh, and then lifestyle, but everyone believes it's just lifestyle. And in fact, it's not. So, um, maybe there's going to be a bunny that hops around. I'm hearing some rustling. Um, oh, wouldn't that be delightful? A little bunny in the podcast. Uh, so anyway, uh, I used to believe that when I lost weight, I would somehow like have, you know, it's, it's like waiting for your prince to come. It's literally waiting for someone else to come and fix something or something to happen and like, poof, everything's going to be better. And that's not true. The way things get better is by you getting better, by me getting better, by growing and changing. And I've noticed the more and more I lean into growth and lean into the discomfort and learn my lessons, the better life gets. 
And um, I've actually, it's so funny because like over the last 10 years, I've lost like 100 pounds. Um, and I don't say that to brag, I just say that because I've made a lot of lifestyle choices that center the needs of my body and I have released a lot of inflammation and a lot of pain, like physical pain I was in to like kind of lean into where I was meant to go. Um, but it turns out like you, I still have mental health issues even after losing a bunch of weight. I used to believe like once, once I have my dream job, once I'm not a lawyer anymore, I'll feel better. And I have my dream job now. (laughs) This is my dream job. Teaching aerobics is my dream job. Sharing lessons and connecting with you on this podcast is my dream job. Writing my blog is my dream job. I love to help people have a happier, better life. And, uh, and see possibilities for their life. That's really what this podcast is all about. It's just all the different ways there are to be a happy and successful adult. And uh, yet still, the mental health warning lights are coming on my dashboard. So I needed to really lean into what's the lesson here? What am I learning? And um, when the Virgo New Moon came about, I started to realize I was leaning too much on dreams to have good feelings instead of leaning into the enjoyment of the present moment. Um, and it's a trite thing to say, cause it's kind of a base lesson of like a lot of the spiritual things I learn from all sorts of teachers I love and adore. Um, but it's friggin' true. You know, I just was leaning way too much into the idea of what was going to happen versus what was happening and what is here and what is present and gratitude and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, and so that was kind of the big lesson that pulled me out of it. Um, a- along with a lot of behaviors that really helped me, um, sort of raise my, <laughs> my, my flagging dopamine, you know, also benign genetic diversity around mental health stuff. Cause I definitely see, um, an ancestral lineage, especially on my dad's side of mental illness and, um, people who self-medicated with, uh, alcohol. Uh, I would, there's, it's so funny. Cause like, I actually had this sometimes when I get into thought loops, um, that are really hard, like, especially about trauma from when I was a child, I'll go back in, Um, And I would suggest, actually, you do this for the first time with a spiritual practitioner. But now, I mean, I am a spiritual practitioner, so I do it. Um, So I go back into those times. And it's so funny. The last time I got caught up in a thought loop around, um, I I had a lot of uh, physical abuse, like beatings from my dad's mom, who I believe was very mentally ill. Um, Nature and nurture, I believe. She had a really tough upbringing with really, like, her parents split up a bunch of times in, like, the 20s and 30s. Like, a really, like unstable and she was a wild alcoholic. Um, and God, my family, if you listen to this, sorry, not sorry, (laughs) but she was a total alcoholic and she was very abusive to me. And, um, so I was like remembering and kind of flashing back into it and like trying to, you know, before I like, I can change my thoughts or I can heal what's coming up to be healed. Right. And so in this moment I chose to heal what was coming up to be healed. And it was so funny when like my higher self brought her a joint and just took her outside to the backyard of her house, sat her down and gave her a joint. And like, I was like, cannabis for me heals the stuff that like goes wild. It is such a helpful plant in terms of helping me like settle my nervous system, find relaxation. I didn't feel relaxed until I was 34 years old. That was the first time. And it was thank you to sister mother cannabis. So, um, anyway, if you grow up feeling like constant, like fear, uh, fight or flight mode stress that becomes normal. That was normal for me and it's not anymore, but yet still I have these moments, these like suicidal moments and thoughts and things that come by. Um, and when they're coming by, I know that's like alarm bells going off and I got to treat it. 
So I paused my podcast with no warning and just kind of was like, okay, we're going to slow down on this. I also got a big call this summer call from God um, to rest, to rest a lot and to not produce so much. And what's been really good is I've actually felt a level up, not only in my vibration, like how I feel and how I can sparkle. Oh man. The first time I felt my sparkle back after that like big, you know, bog of stench moment. Um, and by moment, I mean like a month, like it was hard. Um, but, uh, I felt my sparkle come back during a fat kid dance party class on zoom. Like I felt it like I was like, Oh my God, here it is again. Um, and so like I have felt my vibration raise and I've also leveled up in my divination, um, practices if that, um, and by that, I mean like I'm seeing new things, uh, and, and having new ways of like kind of communicating to spirit, um, which has been really rad. So I'll say like, if you feel a call to rest, it might be because God is just like, you know, downloading, you know, and like, and I say this with a little twirly finger because sometimes your download on your computer for your programs takes a while, right? And sometimes that's true for your brain too. So this is just a message to trust your downloads, trust your calls to rest. Um, and also just when you start and just start thinking about like, what does your rock bottom have to look like in order for you to take action? Cause for me, it used to have to get really bad before I took action. And now it actually, like I get the warning signs and I'm like, okay, we gotta, we gotta slow down a lot of things. And, um, I released the need to be perfect in order to feel loved. And, um, I don't need to achieve all the things and I know what I am truly responsible for. And I take total responsibility for teaching fat kid dance party for the rest of my life. Like this is my promise to you. This is my thing. This is who I am. This is what I do. Um, this, uh, these aerobics, which you can access through my Patreon page. I am so grateful for my Patreon membership because without it, this would not be my job. Um, and so I'm grateful for this, uh, membership model. It's a really great website, uh, safe and secure cancel anytime membership, uh, starts at seven bucks a month. You get access to a ton of spiritual self-care lessons that I have, uh, created over the years. Um, I'm adding more to it now. I've worked really hard on my spirituality and I have a lot of rituals and practices that I do and I'd love to teach from it and I'd love to help other people develop their spiritual practice. I don't have any attachment to you doing the same stuff I do. I just know it took me a long time to kind of take what I liked and leave the rest from a lot of teachers and like develop my practice and continue to develop it and refine it over time. Um, and honestly, this Patreon has been a great way for me to continue to teach these aerobics, make them available for people for seven bucks a month. You get access to all of my zoom classes. There's at least five a month, um, that I teach. Typically there's more. Um, and over the winter, uh, my plan is to add a few more, uh, available for the membership uh, on weeknights, uh, just cause it's dark early. And I think dancing and connecting in community is so powerful. Um, also part of that seven bucks a month is access to a discord community, uh, which in, is w- where you can connect to the larger fat kid dance party community, uh, make friends and also share resources. And then I also have like a separate Bevan's universe thing where I put all my podcast episodes, my, uh, my blog posts and things like that. Those are all like in a feed, um, it's called Bevan's feed. Uh, and then there's also Bevan's diary. I'm really working hard to get off Instagram. That was another thing I did when I was having my mental health, like flares. Like I really reduced, like drastically reduced my time on Instagram. Um, cause I just like having the constant influx of how bad things are out there. <laughs> it's not great for me when I'm trying to like vibe up here. Right. Cause the most important thing we'll ever do is to pay attention to how we feel. Um, so 
because you can't change the world if you're like constantly, you know, in mental health crisis, you know? So, uh, anyway, so Bevan's diary is there. That's just like my little musings. It's where I'm talking about dating. Cause part of my therapist was like, you could consider dating, you know, like that'll give you adventure and give you, um, connection and things like that. And, um, and shake things up a little bit. So I have been dipping my toe into those waters, um, and reflecting on it, um, on uh, that discord thing. It's private, right? It's just for my Patreon supporters. So, um, they won't like people I might date will probably not find it unless you're already a member of the Patreon, in which case roll up, send me a DM. Um, and I also have a forest feed. I take pictures here in the forest and someday I'll be able to afford a nitro boost for my server and I'll put videos in the forest because I love to share my forest home with all of you. So all of that's through patreon.com slash FKDP. The on-demand membership is what I just filmed in the forest today is the chair aerobics class. There are more than 20 videos in that on-demand membership now. Um, there's a, a menu of seven right now there's eight videos up but usually there's seven videos and it keeps increasing uh, there's a 10 minute class two 20 minute classes that's the most popular amount of time people want to work out um two 20 minute classes a chair class um a canna size class which is slower more repetitive choreography for use with an optional cannabis experience um and uh two 55 minute aerobics classes so that's seven and they're in a rotation i do a new one every week um, so that it's constantly refreshed and I'm grateful to have that membership so that I can just refresh with everybody. Right. Um, and, uh, and always just be doing more and practicing more. And the more practice I do with this aerobics, the better it gets. And I'm so grateful for it. Plus tons of other, uh, things. We have a whole chair menu. So there's six chair classes in that chair menu. So chair babes can just have a selection. Um, and then there's self-care parties. Uh, that I've done. So there's an art therapy party. There is a puff and paint party. And both of those have a canna size uh, middle of the class that I taught. They're really fun. The, the puff and paint canna size class was really like next level. I did a really great class for that. Um, and let's see, there's uh, body positive aerobics from other instructors I love. We do some swaps in there. So there's just a lot in there. It's 25 bucks a month. It's less than the cost of at one soul cycle class and um, it really that's the membership that allows this to be my job so patreon.com slash fkdp if you find value in this podcast or value in what i put in the world i would love to serve you with that membership i really love um that i get to serve that membership it's truly like when i was going through a real hard time in 2019 both with my gay divorce and um my uh my gay divorce and like a lot of internet um bullying and cancellation and people wanting to like just harass me, uh, for, uh, anyway, all of that was really, really hard for me, but I shifted my perspective from needing to please the masses and tap dance for the haters and my exes on Instagram. And instead I focused on the people who believed in me and supported that membership. And that's who I make my work for. Um, and I would encourage you to do the same. It's just like really focus on, um, the people you're here to serve, because there are people that you are uniquely here to serve. And it's so funny. I think we can get in our heads and come up with a million reasons why we shouldn't do the thing that's on our heart. But in fact, there are people out there who will only be able to hear how you say whatever it is, right? So like, just trust in yourself and trust in your dreams. And I want you to be a big dreamer just like me. Um, because people need more dreamers like nothing happens without someone coming up with the idea ahead of time right like um amazon exists because jeff bezos believed in being an oligarch right like it's, he's not the greatest example of um 
someone who does uh, good things with their wealth, but he is a good example of someone who was willing to be misunderstood for a long time and brought value to the marketplace. So anyway, Elon Musk, another prime example. Anyway, all that to say, I want you to be successful, not him. You know, you have unique dreams and desires on your heart that you're meant to bring. Um, I love you a lot. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Um, I have some really good interviews on the calendar, so there's more rolling out soon. And you already heard that I've got my sparkle back, so we're going to do some more connecting. I love you a lot. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody.